0: I'm Paul Wilson, and I have a special guest on the show today, Matt Hart. Matt, how the hell are you?
1: Hey, I'm great, sir. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome to finally be
0: here in person. <laughs> Matt, I think we have been talking well for for years now. Uh, so Matt is an announcer with the ISP, the local sled pole class or organization. Uh, so you're out there with the club week in and week out, uh, announcing for all of the sled poles.
1: Yes, sir. I'm pretty lucky, and we were just talking about this, the fact that I'm pretty much at every single show. When I first started, it was kind of like, hey, can you do four or five? And then it was like, hey, he's pretty good. What what can we do to get him at more? And then next thing you know, it's 24 or 25 of them in like a five <laughs> or six week span. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's exciting because you get to see a lot of different things and a whole lot of different people. So um, kind of neat. Guys like yourself and everybody here, you know, it's like they recognize me, or at least the voice and uh, shoot, I don't remember ever seeing them before <laughs> so it's kind of
0: cool to walk in It's like there's the guy, you know, so that's me. So an- announcing for sled pulling, I think this is one of those things that I think is pretty easy to underestimate what the value of that is when you're at a poll. So if you've ever been out to any live event uh, and there's competition going on, it's really easy to tune out the speakers is what I've always found. And that's because usually what we get from the speakers is, Probably not much, right? Um, now, you've been doing it for how long?
1: Uh, since 2019, so we're at three years this year. So okay. not very long, but, uh, you know, kind of got right after it and, you know, been at it at it since. So, yeah, I kind of come right at you when I'm on there, you know. <laughs> I hope people can tone me out, like you said, a little bit. But uh, I tend to be a bit enthusiastic, as you can probably tell. And uh, uh, for better or worse, you're going to hear me. So, <laughs> you know, we try to keep it exciting and fun because there's a lot of downtime, you know, in Poland. There is. You know, I mean, I'm a motorsports fan all the way through, you know, and and you go to a circle track show or something and that's non-stop action and uh, not to say pulling isn't but uh, there's a lot of time there to be talking about you know maybe what's going on at the fair or with the club or with sponsors or you know even just the piece of machinery or the person driving the piece of machinery you know whether it's a truck like a lot of the ones you guys work with or on uh, a lot of tractors you know those people in the crowd it makes it fun when you're talking a little bit about the person underneath the helmet and the fire suit yeah. you know what are they doing during the week how can we relate to this person and uh, you know every time I went as a kid, because I've been going to them since, you know, we were all like your kid's age, right? We came with dad. It's like, hey, here's something to do that doesn't cost much. And dad can probably drink a beer while he's there, which, (laughs) all right, awesome. And, uh, you know, it was just, it's always fun to hear those things. I want it to be entertaining uh, for the people from, you know, four years old to 94 years old. So, you know, try and hit them with a little history that maybe I've learned or seen. And then, uh, you know, kind of keep the interest and the energy up too. So
0: can you tell us a little bit about your background of kind of being around motorsports then? Like you said, you, you got started at the fairs as an adult, what's been your connection to to this industry?
1: Yeah, sure. It was kind of by accident how I fell into the, the position of announcer for the Illinois State Pullers, and now I've helped a few other groups out as well, uh, all the way up to the Lucas Oil guys. I got to do one this last summer, which is a lot of fun. Um, but really, uh, Mike Sauter, who is the president of the ISP, uh, Jason Worley and all them, Mike Sauter is a good friend of mine, and uh, we're, they were doing the banquet. They have a yearly banquet, and they do an auction where they raise money for the points championships. And he's like, I want to bring some energy to the banquet. He says, the only guy I know that can do that is you. Do you want to come and do the banquet? Sure. Well, there was a gentleman named Ryan Mori who was from right down in Belvedere, did a great job announcing. Uh, he took a job in Florida. And so they were out an announcer the same year that I came in to do the auction. And so here I am at the banquet. And um, it's like Mike got up in front of everybody and says, well, listen, Ryan Mori, our great announcer, he took a job in Florida. And unfortunately, he's going to be missed. So if you know anybody that you know maybe can announce or something, uh, and oh, here's Matt Hart going to do the auction. And I'm like, you did that on purpose because once I got up there, there was Sheffield, Illinois, a little pole down there. They do a great little tractor and truck pole, um, sled poles, as you guys like to say, too, um, down there. And like, hey, what can we do to get this guy to announce our our pole? And it was like, geez, I never really thought about, you know, doing that. It'd always be kind of fun because I'm always talking at the show anyway. And uh, did that first show. It was an eight-hour show, and you got to fill oh. eight hours. And it's like, okay, here's some good practice. And uh, it was fun, and, and people were just having a great time, and the energy just reciprocated back. And so the next thing you know, um, you know Jason Worley again, a good friend of mine now especially, uh, he come up and he's like, hey uh, just plan on being around all summer you know? And it was like, okay, what's that mean? Well, be here tomorrow because we need you in Morris. So, so, okay. So I was down there and, and it just kind of snowballed. Um, you know, I like doing it. I know a lot of people that poll. I grew up with those people. You know, we're all kind of uh, young guys, gals, all of us together. You know, you're around that uh, when you're drinking beer with these guys. It's, it's enjoying me. You know, you go to a poll since you're a kid, you want to be around it. You know, you get to know the people that do it. And then next thing you know, you're doing it yourself. And so it's kind of fun because, like Cole Faber said one time, we are at a wedding, and uh, I see Cole's uh, truck's picture in your in your office there. That was kind of neat. And uh, he said, I was at a wedding for Shane Johnson, and uh, his dad says, hey, how come you don't have a truck or something? And Cole says, you know, he just looks dumb. He goes, he gets paid to come and do what we do. He says, this costs us a lot of money. I said, yeah, I guess you're on to something there. So it is kind of fun to come out and do that. So, yeah, that's kind of how I fell into it a little bit, the long end of the short end there. I,
0: I, love, I love that about, like, stumbling through through, like, coming into an auction and then... And then translating that into being an announcer because you you are an auctioneer full time that that's what you do
1: yes sir yeah I mean it's it's a you know eighty hours a week auctioneer and then I show up and start announcing you know and what's nice about that is is because with the auction business they kind of go hand in hand being behind a microphone you know it helps me um, slow down just a little bit people will never believe that because <laughs> this is my slow gear but uh, you know it uh, it is it's fun it's it's like a nice way to get out there and okay now we're talking about certain items. But then there's certain shows, you know, Kendall County. You've got two two sleds pulling at the same time. I, I hit auction mode there for a little bit. It's happening fast, so you know there's kind of there's fun to that. I think uh, you know, auctions being an agriculture based thing, pulling being an agricultural based thing. You know,
0: you see a lot of the same people, and it, it just makes perfect sense. So I love that. I love that. Now, uh, 19. That's like the last. That was the last great year before we all had to go through the pandemic. 20 obviously off, coming back 21, 22 now. Uh, this season's wrapped up?
1: Yep, just got done. Uh, Labor Day weekend was the last for us at the ISP. Uh, I know a few other clubs get going through September, um, but not awful much because, as you know, getting back to that agriculture base, those guys are getting ready to go out in the fields. That's so a... so yeah, you start in, well, middle of June, and you don't sleep until Labor Day, you know? <laughs> and you run around with those guys, and you do all the homework you can. You know, you run around the pits and getting to know the people and the mechanics and, you know, trying to figure out what they're willing to tell you uh, because they know that I got a pretty big mouth and that's a good thing for the audience. But, you know, let's keep it within realms. We don't want to tell all our secrets. Yeah. But it's fun if you get a little bit of that, you know, and you can let out a little bit. People people remember those things and uh, it's fun.
0: Yeah. Have you seen any changes kind of in the class or, or in the polls in general going from 19 now back into 2022?
1: Yeah, definitely. So you've got a lot of things um, happening. Every year there's a turnover between trucks and tractors especially those are those are a big turnover Um, you see a lot of guys that are running the stock you know farm class or you know stock truck class uh, that are making that upgrade to what is our hot street diesel class sure and that's exciting because then they go from what's supposed to be stock as we all know how that works and then they're up to a hot street diesel which is an any size turbo class right so that's right in the realm of what we're talking about here Uh, guys are throwing three six you know turbos on a on a stock Bottom end, and that's kind of fun, you know. As we like to see things go flying, that's a pretty good class for that. And uh, so then you see those guys maybe jump into what's now our light pro class, and uh, uh, you know that's a neat class. It's a three-inch turbo class. That's sixty-five hundred pounds, so it's a light one. And that class was just going to get started in 2020, and then of course COVID happened. So we had a year where we did six or eight polls. They were all exhibition, and we kind of got to show them off. But you know, you had four trucks in it forever. Now you've got eight or nine. And this next year, we're looking at closer to 12 to show wow. up everyone. So that's exciting. You know, and you've seen trucks that went from stock to that over those three years. It's like, oh, man, somebody put some time and effort into this thing. And so when you talk about that, it's like, I remember this driver, when he would show up, you know, to this fair, you know, he would drive this truck here. You know, he drove that truck to high school. You know, that yeah. was his prom truck, right? And now he's got a weight bar on the front, and he's making 1,600 horsepower. It's like, that's pretty cool. So, so nasty. Yeah, yeah. And that's a fun class. You know, it really is because it's it's kind of universal, um, you see trucks from the 70s up to, you know, 2022 in yeah. that class, you know? So yeah. And, and again, some rule changes happen. They always do. And uh, and you guys really do a great job, you know, keep an eye on our stock guys. Um, we really tried hard to get the emissions, you know, equipped trucks. Yeah. And I know we had one or two here and there. And, you know, for me, it's kind of fun because um, I don't know so much for the crowd because when a emissions truck goes by, all you hear is me, you know, it's like, man, them boys, at <laughs> Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner, they got this thing wh- I can whisper, you know, I'll say. It's like, we can whisper, this one's so quiet. But, you know, making all that power and just whizzing right by you, it's pretty neat. So, to see that versus the ones that are throwing smoke, you know, it's kind of a neat thing, and I think we're going to see more and more, and, and you talk about that more, um, knowing that that's probably going to be a thing of our future, too, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that emissions, equipment, and competition aren't necessarily at opposing odds. I think you could have both, Um i think we're a ways away from it <laughs> after this year so so for any listeners who don't remember we threw out a thousand dollar bounty come out to three polls. we'll do a shootout whoever has the most distance after three pulls if you have emissions equipment intact on your truck you had to have dpf def egr all working um to qualify whoever had the most distance at the end of the three polls, hey we'll give them a, we'll we'll pay him out a thousand bucks uh we ended up pulling against ourselves so we're the only ones in the class that's okay somebody's got to be first it's all right that's right Um, first one
1: through the wall is is the bloodiest right (laughs) well and that's it you know and it was kind of neat because again you get to talk about it a little bit now again fans like to see the smoke and everything but if you could start talking about the fact of the amount of work and effort and time and engineering that went into something like that and that's why i try to highlight a little more it's like listen guys i said you're not going to see the smoke and things but to be able to make this truck run that clean and make the kind of power it does and put a shellac in i mean that truck that you guys ran was in the top five i think every every, every pull it made yeah. every pull it made whether it was you know emissions or non it, it was getting after it and uh, to see that in that class it's that's pretty cool you know and so it's coming it's coming that's
0: yeah i'm, I'm with you there i think i think some of the r&d that guys are doing now um gdp and some other guys have aftermarket dpf's that are available now so there's like really really cool stuff on that horizon we're still talking about what some of the other choke points are, where we're getting tied up and losing some power. But but I think it's all going – we know that it's all going to get fleshed out. The one thing we know about motorsports is everybody wants more. That's right. And and we will do whatever it takes to get to getting more. Um, so I think that'll be really fun. But, but one of the other things that I <laughs> – I honestly ignorantly forget about is tractors at sled poles. Right. I know I see them in the pits but like I don't usually watch the tractor portion of the pole. I'm usually over with the truck and hanging out or up talking to you. Right. Um are we still are we still getting is the antique tractor class still a big class? Is that something that guys are still going after?
1: Oh, it is. You know, and it's kind of interesting depending on where you are. You know, when we're on this side of things, trucks are super popular. They really are, especially as you get closer to the city. Um, it's just something that people in the crowd relate to. Um, you know, where the antique tractors and things, you see a lot of that up in Wisconsin. North really? of the border is huge. Tractor pulling is monstrous up there. And uh, we got some good stuff in Southern Illinois, too, and, and some great classes within within us. Um, you know, if we're talking Talking tractors, we're talking turbos. I love our 6,000-pound light super tractor class. That's something that gets all the diesel truck guys even excited because you got triple turbos, you've got between 2,000 and 4,000 horsepower on alcohol or diesel, and the thing weighs 6,000 pounds. (laughs) You know, your steering wheel is your brakes. You know, and that takes some nerve. I mean, I I always make the joke. I said a guy didn't pray much until he got in the seat of that tractor because he's looking up at the sky and said, "Lord, let it go straight." You know, because you're doing 35 miles an hour with 50,000 pounds. Behind you. That's a rush. That's a rush. And uh, so, you know, that's interesting. Um, there's some antique clubs I've actually announced for a little bit. Uh, still a good following for that. You know, as an auctioneer, uh, you still see people collect those. But that has changed. You know, it used to be, say, your John Deere two cylinders, you know, your G's, your A's, your B's uh, used to pull. Um, now it's a John Deere 4010, a 4020. Um, it's a 1206 International. It might be in our two hot to farm classes. Um, you know, those are the ones that the guys grew up or their dads or their grandpas used to farm with you know so it's, it's a generational thing tractors have gotten so large now we were just talking about uh, tuning them and the technology in them but the older ones you know are now the 60s 70s and 80s models tractors are antique which is kind of scary because you know we're right there right so yeah,
0: i don't like calling things that were made in the 80s antique I no
1: I'm, it's I'm gonna <laughs> pass on that. You're like darn it now i wonder why my <laughs> shoulder hurts right so we'll be careful but uh, i need a grease circ there but uh no so it is it's very popular you know and i'm i was lucky enough. Off. again i mentioned that lucas oil show i had a chance to see some really big power you know super stock trucks which is huge i mean monster you're talking twin turbo you know throw in smoke big time power it's as good as it gets and then on the tractor side you had your pro stock tractors and you know if you ever get on you know the internet and you listen to the womp of an idol of a pro stock tractor you, you just get excited you know it's hard to keep me in this little bit of a room talking about it right so you know just the amount of raw power that comes out of that and you know your your two to four to five thousand horsepower out of a diesel you know that came with a 300 horsepower engine you know it's like, that's just cool that's just cool so yeah it's, it's it's still very popular and, and boy i tell you they like to burn diesel fuel just just the same yeah so
0: yeah no lie there i i, I always love I, I will say whenever i see the like really crazy out there tractors at the national shows do you do you deal with any of those have you, have you announced for any of those were there two two engine and four engine stuff
1: like yeah that? so back to that lucas oil show it was great because then you've got your your mods you yep. know and there's a four four engines making 3,000 horsepower a piece it's 12,000 horsepower alcohol burning it's like boy it's just like the crowd here they like to burn alcohol and go fast you know and and man it just shakes your bones you know I compare that to drag racing you know like a top fuel I love that stuff I I love drag racing it's a big thing and uh, to see that kind of power and the clutches and everything that works to try and make that work you know it's one thing to see a pulling truck a stock truck go out and oh he lost his number seven cylinder bad day and then you see one of them pro mods and it's like oh. lost his third engine like is engine like yeah it's gone it's gone at three thousand horsepower who knows how much it's yeah. gone they're just gonna throw another one on it's like oh okay we're in a different world here you know so that's pretty neat to see and again they're doing 40 miles an hour in the front wheel on that's not any bigger than you know th- th- something on a bicycle you yeah. know where your kids are riding so it's like whew, the engineering in that is very cool very cool you know and it's neat like i said you get to see some of that and then there's turbine engine ones you know that's a whole nother animal you know now we're talking about turbos that run the whole thing and uh, and then again diesel ones you know that's I talk about that light super tractor class that's a national level class you could see at the ISP uh, which is nice because those tractors a lot of them the rules are going to follow the same that you're going to see at Louisville Kentucky which is the big you know the big thing or Bowling Green you know Ohio Um, you know maybe not be able to compete at that level completely but their rules are the same and they're designed the same and you got diesel versus alcohol that's kind of fun you know so you're gonna have some black smoke and then you're gonna have ones that whistle and, and just you know sound like a jet engine taking off and you know sound is a big part of it it really is it i mean is. that's what people are there for and you know as an announcer you kind of accentuate that right so you're out there you're you're jabbering along and then shut up let them listen you know because that's what they're here for you know hear that engineering and, and everything that's going on so you know it's a sensory uh, experience so yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I, and i think that sensory experience comes full circle when we run into like the the gas and diesel classes what what a crazy thought, just to be honest with you. But, but it's, it's a weight limit only on that class?
1: Yeah. So you've got your altered stock truck class for years, and this is the one where you saw a lot of those light pro trucks were running against um, the gas trucks. And so they're both, you know, at that time, I think they were weighing 6,300 pounds. That's what they're at now. Uh, could run weight bars. Uh, diesel had an RPM limit, uh, but it was high enough to where it didn't matter much. But the gassers, they'd stay right with them. I mean, it, it's interesting to see because, again, you got – Three, four thousand RPM versus nine thousand RPM. Yeah. You know, and your torque curves are so much different, right? So where are guys landing and and going? And, you know, it takes a whole lot to get after it. And, you know, that's interesting for people because there's guys like me that, uh, believe it or not, have never owned a diesel truck, owned a couple semis. I know what that's all about. But, uh, you know, it'd be like, hey, gas still got it, you know, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. And then, you know, I walk in here and I see some of the projects you guys are working on. I go, I don't know. (laughs) I I think diesel's got a pretty good feel of this, you know. So it is. So their weight's the same. Uh, You know, sled hitch is going to be the same height. Um, and they were always quite competitive it would run a three inch turbo i'm trying to remember or it was two six i'm sorry i believe it was a two six so my my first year was the last year we saw a lot of diesels in that class before the jump and uh so they run a smaller turbo but again still just getting after it and that was a lot of fun like you said it's a crowd pleaser because you got the two different sides of it.
0: Yeah. It's also the loudest class by far. Yeah. I don't care what else is out there. Some of those gas trucks sing at 9,000 RPMs. Like, being a diesel guy as well, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm here for the diesels, but shut up while I watch this gas truck run.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, and it's kind of fun, because we were looking at some of your guys' projects around here, and, and, you know, talking about agriculture things, and, you know, I get to run with the mini-rod guys quite a bit, and that's a whole nother animal. I mean, (laughs) you got an 8-foot wheelbase, and you've got anything goes, pretty much. they got cubic inch limit, but, you know, that gets a little hairy. And they've got little uh, 4BT Cummins pulling on a, on a mini rod that's an eight-foot wheelbase. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's listeners out there that are like, hey, you know what? That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you
0: know what? I could put that together in my garage. I
1: could. It'd fit. It'd fit. Just move the car out of the way. Say, honey, it's not that important. I've got an idea, you know. And so we see a lot of that going on, which is kind of neat. So that's kind of making the corner, too. So you might see more of that happening. Um, and that's another national level type thing. And, and big in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's just milking cows, eating cheese and uh and and doing polling up there but that's that's a big part of what they do so and no offense to my wisconsin friends i spent a lot of time up there so no
0: no no i get some offense for you yeah packers suck yeah um. <laughs> amen yeah uh, oh. I, I love it too well well because it, it is one of these things too that that Being around sled pulling, I, I think, compared to like being around drag racing, which like when I go to the track, there's definitely a group of guys at the track that are going to be very welcoming, very helpful, very, very nice. When you go to the sled pulls, it's kind of like everybody No, you shouldn't be asking a ton of questions about somebody else's specific build, but if you go there and you're having problems. Do not be surprised when people come by and try to help
1: you. Yeah, if you want, if you need help or something, there's people that are in the same class. I always call it a big family, you know. And families don't always get along, right? That's part of it. But uh, at the end of the day, these guys are going to work hard to make sure your ride is good, so they can beat up on it, right? <laughs> so, you know, I always laughed. You, you look at the NHRA, and John Force would give parts to to guys. I'm told, you know, just so they could keep running and do that. And it's like, guys, we want to see this succeed. We want the sport to succeed. And in our case, in pulling on, especially a small level these guys have all been there yeah. you know everybody started with a stock one you know if you ever come to one of our shows norm rogers neil rogers the suburban you know if you see it it's kind of a staple that truck started pulling their old oliver tractor on the trailer. That's how it got there. And then they just pull it in the stock gas class. And then you know, fast forward, now it's a 1,200 horsepower you know super stock truck. Yeah. And a lot of these diesel guys, same thing. And there's businesses that have been started from this. You know, um, uh, again, you can name some. One of your sponsors again, Jason Worley's name gets mentioned. Again, he's been pulling since you know the stock truck days. Yeah. You know, and uh, and now look at him, right? And it's turned into what it's turned into. And and that's a big part of his business. And and there's another guy that's going to go out of his way and his team to help you, because well, for one. They're probably going to be able to get you some stuff, which is great. But, you know, everybody's helpful, you know. I mean, people want to win, but at the end of the day, it's just fun. It's fun, and they want to see other people succeed.
0: It is, yeah. I, it, it's funny you bring that up. I was just talking with Jason, uh, mentioning that he had saw a guy come in at the beginning of the season, stepped up to the next class, having a lot of issues, bouncing all over the place, all, all of the entry-level you knew how to make horsepower, but now you have to learn how to sled pole with that horsepower. It's like that's yes. not always an easy transition. Um and, and he was talking about how him and his brother had kind of sat down at each pole and said, hey, why don't you try this? Hey, why don't you try that? Hey, have you considered this? Hey, have you considered that? Until the guy actually got his truck. And, and they said the exact same thing you said, which was like. Well, we don't want to lose to him because he's hopping. Right. It's like, it's like, right. I want to beat him at his yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see him have fun. I want to see him come back next year. Right, um, right. And that's one of those big ones with sled pulling that I think, uh, again, opposed to drag racing. I know a lot of guys who went and bought a truck or bought a car, got out at the track, ran at one time, was like, man, today was a lot of fun for this test and tune. They're never going to go back. Or they go the once a year for, for the diesel drags. I go once a year for the diesel drags. I'm not at the track every weekend. I get it. Like, right. It's just fun to do this one time. Um but with sled pulling, it does seem to be something that just really pulls people in.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, and again, you're part of that agricultural base. And I think that makes a big difference. You know, you got a bunch of people out there that are, you know, tweaking on things and working on things. And there's guys that have been pulling for years that are just, and not so much just wanting to tell somebody how to do it, but they're like, they're willing to help out. Like, hey, try this with your rear end. You know, did you take your shocks down to this point? And, and there's guys that are in separate classes. You know, Ron Brummel's a guy that pulled super stock trucks in the NTPA for years. And now, you know, he's, Pulling again, his son is pulling the the orange crush truck, and uh, Ron will get talking to these guys that are in the diesel class. You know the light Pro, because that frame is the same that Ron ran in the 70s and 80s. And he's like, you might want to try this. You know, I know the weight's a little different with that diesel engine up there, but you know. And sure enough, they'll try it out, and smooths out, and says, well, geez, Ron, thanks. You know, and he wants to see a good show. It's fun. That's it's it's in your blood. You can't help it. Whether you're doing it yourself or you know you're watching somebody go out there and give it their best, you want it to be their best, like you yeah. said. And uh, you know, and it. It's fun to lose to a guy, I know it sounds crazy, but it's fun to lose to a guy, I say this in all the competitions I'm in, uh, when he had a great day. Sure. You know, you're like, man, that was awesome, and it makes you better. Yeah. Right? You know, I compete in the auction contest. That's a whole other thing, but it's still competition. And we always say, you never lose if you learn. And every time I've gone out, you watch something happen and go, wow, I never thought of trying it that way. You know, I'm going to get better. You know, and so like you said, you get pulled in, these guys get in there, and it's like, I came in eighth place out of 32 trucks pretty good day i want to be first place well now he's asking the guy that came in second and third or first like hey what are you trying to do and that conversation is healthy you know they can have that and hey this is who i'm talking to this is what i would try and do and i you know there's a class the altered stock truck class guy said boy we helped a guy out now he's beating us every time (laughs) you know they're happy for him but they're like no i gotta step up my own game that's it and that's part of it we all get better (laughs) right so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um, yeah
0: I love that I love that because it is and and I don't think this takes away from the level of competition either because there does seem to be an absolutely illogical insane amount of drive to go 30 miles an hour for 300 feet um you're not getting much out of it let's just be real like like if you win all that you could win you took first place at every poll all season in the class that pays the most amount of money and then you won the points championship I would be surprised if you covered the cost of your turbocharger
1: yeah yeah maybe you know a little bit of your fuel yeah you know it's like oh this was fun and that's just getting there that's not (laughs) even the fuel you put in the machine to run it you know and i laugh about that guys will drive six eight hours to go pull to win 200 bucks you know and it's like what that thing cost. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's just a passion. And it's it's funny because I've been around all kinds of sports, motorsports and everything. And you know, Chuck Hobbs, another announcer, he's another mini rod guy. Those guys are run all over the place. He says it's the one sport on earth you know, where guys will go eight hours to go five seconds and be totally thrilled about it. You know, and it's like it, it is it's you, you put everything together and, you know, it's so much going into, you know, hoping everything goes the same direction at the right time. And you're just a part of that flow, yeah. you know, and if you win, you win. If you don't, then you try again. And, uh, you know, guys will just keep keep at it. You know, it, it's a glory thing. Yeah. You know, your name's on, on the thing. You hear that announcer who's awfully excited about saying it. Say you went the farthest, <laughs> say your distance. And I'll tell you, them guys they're upset if you don't say it. You know, like how did that call come in? You know, I won. I wanted to hear what you said, but I was in the truck. So they got people taking videos just to hear what I say. <laughs> Cause they want to hear that excitement. I'm like, oh boy, all right, I better be careful what I say, I guess. But no, it's it's fun, you know, and the guys will come up and, and and what's nice too, and you talk about the family as the announcer, you know, I get to be a part of the tractor side, I get to be a part of the guard garden tractor side, the, the big tractor the trucks, the big trucks and I get to know these guys and I really encourage, you know, when I can, I get busy we all do, um, but to come up and say hey, I'll celebrate with you, and what's going on with the truck, you know, man, how's it going, how's the kids yeah. you know, you get to know these people and then you see how they do and, and you're cheering for them, you don't have any favorites, you can't right, you know everybody, it's one big thing but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see and you see some guys that you know falling on a hard time because something broke or maybe whatever is happening and they go out there and and then just, you know, kick the hell out of one, and it's like awesome. And, and, and when you're excited and you feel that, the crowd feels that, and, and then it's a fun show for everybody. So, you know, because at the end of the day, winning is is just about everything, but it's really about going out, and having fun, but putting on a show for those people in the stands. And uh, you know, for me, when people are into that, it makes the whole show that much better. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, you know, you you can you can absolutely feel the tension when when it's been a long show. And a lot of people have broken when you're at a tough track and you've you've seen disaster after disaster. And and you can feel the difference when you're at a show where People are just kicking ass, and they're just they're they're pushing the limits, and it's like I love anytime I hear it's a floating finish. I'm like, oh good, someone's going in the bean field, right? Like that we can promise that. I don't know who it is. We're all gonna love it when it happens. But That's someone's right. going in the bean field.
1: Yeah, there's two things that make everybody excited: breakage, right? Yep. And uh, and somebody just wamping on it. You know, we were in Ogle County down in Oregon, and uh, I'm actually from that area originally, and so I know the area pretty good, which is cool. So I know some people in the crowd. and You can feed off of that a little bit. People, the energy was good, and and uh, that tractor. I mentioned the light supers were going 440 feet mm. and uh you know our, our flag man is down there and there's Donnie Pierce and uh, and uh Mr. Jordal, he's down there and he thinks he's good at 380 and the tractor goes flying past him and you know as the announcer I got to give him a hard time I say he's backpedaling he's backpedaling <laughs> he's trying oh he just got blown past he's halfway back to Rochelle you know he's going to the creek and, and people are just going crazy and you know when, when you see that finish mark that floating finish and you see a truck or a tractor or anything go past it and that crowd start lighting up and you get, oh man, there's just energy there. And it's, you know, I don't care who's doing it. We're all excited. Yeah. We're all excited. So, you know, if it's a red tractor, it's a Ford, it's a Dodge, you know, it's a Chevy, you have fun with that, but everybody's excited when one, you know, does it. So yeah, it's, it's fun, you know, for something as simple as it is, it really gets people excited, especially at the county fair level, right. you know, cause you're out there and people are, you know, they're, they're, they're doing agriculture all the way. And then you got motorsports involved and, and, and anybody can relate to, Hey, I've got a Duramax. I could do that. Yeah. We sure could. Go get yourself a hitch and find us. We'd be happy to have you. <laughs> you know, just be careful when it breaks. You know, yeah. those things happen. But, uh, you know, it, it is. It's fun. It's fun. You know, like I said, we've all been going to it forever. And uh, just to be on this side of it is, is a blessing, you
0: know. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, if you had to give some advice for somebody who was brand new, they showed up for their very first sled pole, they catch you in the parking lot, they say, Matt, what do I need to know?
1: Sure. Um, well, biggest thing is come watch. Um, I can point you in the right direction of someone to talk to, you know, like, hey, I'm really wanting to do this. Like, what's 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 the rules? Like, okay, we've got some great board members that are always around that all of them pull, and so you could talk to them about rules and stuff. But just you know, and I've heard others. I'll echo what they say is, you know, just get in and start asking questions. Make yourself known. You know, nobody's nobody's worried. You see a guy walking around like, well, who's this? You know, he's hanging out. He's drinking a beer with us after the thing. Well, he's got you know, he's got this truck, and he's going to try and do it. Great. Start asking that question. You know, what's what's going to take if you're a Guy, same rule. You know, same rule. What? Some of them, some of the old boys just love to impart wisdom, yeah. you know, and, and truck pullers, same thing. And you're going to run into some people that uh, you can't seem to get rid of after a while. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that two sided thing, right? At first, you're trying to get to know everybody, and then eventually, you're like, darn it, now I can't get rid of them, right? It's every <laughs> single day we're doing this stuff. These guys are, I love, I'll get on Snapchat or Instagram or something, and, and all these pullers will have videos uh, of, of guys they didn't know five years ago, but they showed up to a poll, and now they're pulling every weekend and now they're part of the pit crew of some of the bigger classes and they're pulling their stock truck. Yeah, And, uh, you know, they're involved until 3 in the morning, getting something ready to go, and then I see them the next day like, how you guys doing? We're a little tired, but she's ready to go. You know and so if you're just walking in just make yourself known say hello and if you see a truck I always encourage people get in the pits you know um, get out there and say hi to people take pictures you know if you got your kids with you like you, you bring your son with it's so much fun yeah. you know you got a five to a ten or a 15 year old kid anywhere in there you know bring them in and start asking those questions you know get a right hitch you know find out you know what rules it takes what time to show up you know that's the biggest thing especially stock guys you know um, <laughs> they, they, they get razzed a lot because it's it's hard hard Because you've never done it before. Sure. Right. And they show up, and everybody on the club has been through it before. They understand. It's like, guys, these are the rules. This is how it's supposed to be. Well, it's a guy's first time, you know? I know, so, I know
0: plenty of guys who it's their 10th time and showed up with the wrong hitch yep. or no hitch or forgot the bump stops. Or yeah. Whatever. What time
1: yeah, but... and where? Where are we supposed to line up? I don't know which way north is, you right. know? And it's like, and then as the announcer, <laughs> I got to be the guy that kind of try and straighten them out. Luckily, I'm a pretty happy disposition, but it, I it always feel bad. Like, guys, you're parked in the wrong spot. You got to move. There's a lot of, you know, but people help you, you know, just show up, ask the questions, you know. Keep an open ear, and like you said, the hitch thing—that's a big thing. You know, it's a yeah. big thing, and hitches are breaking. You know, people are flying off. People love it in the crowd, but oh sure, it's like darn it, man. You, you paid thirty bucks to do it. You drove all the way out here, and you went twenty-five feet and broke loose. <laughs> it's like try and look at that a little bit. You know, but you'll learn. You know, you I, <laughs> I'll tell you.
0: I'll tell you. When that happens, I know your next poll, What's not going to happen? That's right. It's like you're not going to. You're not going to fuck this one up twice. Yep. Have I been with? Alleged professionals who three, four pulls in a row had to go borrow a hitch from somebody else who was in line in the same class. Yes, of course. That's that's also a part of it because you are going like I, I always thought the scariest part of sled pulling is that first time backing up. Right. It, it's that it, it's before they hook to it. It's before you settle in. It's before you launch. It's before your first break. It's that first time backing up where you just have no fucking clue what you're about to do. That's right. You don't know what this experience is yet. You're pretty sure you want it. But you have no clue what this is yet, and, and then uh, all of a sudden they hook, and then you hear Matt talking, and then you see the flag go green, and then because it's sled pulling, you don't give a shit about time. So You just sit there for like three to four minutes, get yourself psyched up, and then all of a sudden you hammer on it, and it's you're hooked. Like like that's it. You're in. You are not pun a sled intended.
1: Puller. Yep, yeah, that's right. You know it's it's the same thing. I've had the the honor. I've actually never been able to pull a truck, but a uh, good friend of mine, uh, he actually came in and uh, let me drive his tractor. You know, he's got a 600-horsepower tractor. It's a pretty good little deal. Um, you know, underpowered, which was probably a good idea since it was the first time. <laughs> and like you said, backing up. You know, you got your helmet on, and you're like, geez, what am I doing? I don't know this machine, or, you know, maybe this guy built it. You know, you got guys that are building trucks or tractors. Like, man, I spent all winter building this. Yeah. I haven't done anything with it yet. This is the first time. And you just think about my whole winter, <laughs> and it's going to come down to this. You know, like, oh, my gosh, you know. All that buildup, and this is it. But then, man, as soon as you're going and, – and people – in the crowd, you know, those antique tractors or even stock trucks, uh, some of them only go 12 or 15 miles an hour. It feels like you're flying. Oh, yeah. You know, that sled surgeon and you hear it squeaking and creaking and groaning, and you're hoping it's the sled and not your truck because you got to get to work tomorrow morning, <laughs> you know, and then you hear that annoying announcer going, oh man, I hope he can get to work in the morning, you know, and you're just like, God, I hope so too. <laughs> You know, and you're hanging on, and it's so funny. I I always make the joke. I said, some of these stock guys probably have a footprint in their firewall because they were pushing so hard. Like, come on, girl, I need you. You know, and so it is. It it is, and it's, wow, what a thrill. And then all of a sudden it's over. And you're like, yeah. okay, what happened? And then you look over at the signboard and you either went 110 feet and, oh, goodness gracious, hopefully the crowd's cro- you know clapping because you're a good sport. Or you went 330 feet and you're like, whoa. Did I just win this? Right. <laughs> right. How far was it? How far was I going? How fa- You know, you forget to look, you know. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's over. You know, like, he's all that buildup. And so – Anyway, yeah. So once you do that, again, you get it in your blood and then you can't help it. And then you're talking to guys like you that are like, hey, we can fix you up with some stuff. You got a checkbook. We can make things work and you really make it go. And we love those kind of things. Because again, like I said, you see a truck start in even just the stock class and then it goes to that hot street class and then maybe it evolves into the Light Pro or even a Pro Stock. There was, you know, stock diesel trucks that are now Pro Stock trucks. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and then now back to a Light Pro. It's just to watch that. I can still remember that engine came from this truck, which was in 2004. He was a senior in high school. He had no business doing this. And now, you know, 10 years later, here he is in this class. You know, so it's it's neat to see all that evolve, you know. And and like we said, it's one big family, you know. So a lot of people, again, if a puller gets married, almost every other puller is at the wedding, which for better or worse, the poor wives, you know, or husbands, because there's females that pull too. And it's sure. great to see them. They do a great job. Sure. And, uh, and we really like to razz them up a little bit too because the crowd likes that. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. There's no discrimination, not at all. And, uh, you know, that's what's neat about the sport, you know. And like you said, if something breaks, a guy's willing to help you out. You know, maybe throw it on a trailer and haul it to wherever you can to help you and, you know, go from there. So, yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Matt, this has been so much fun. Um, I can't believe sled pulling season's done for the year. I, I know I'm excited to get back into it next year. We're going to be out there with ISP running our emissions equipped truck. See if we can get some other guys maybe to, to do it too. Guys, hey, if you're listening, if you're in southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois, you want to come see if your emissions equipped truck can beat ours, uh, we'll bet you. Yep, we'll, we'll bet you a, a, a corn dog. Hey, corn dogs! We'll start there.
1: That sounds good. I tell you, them <laughs> them corn dogs. That's that's a bet. That's a bet. <laughs> You know, and like I said, get out there, guys. If you're out there, and, and ladies, too, if you're thinking about doing it, come on out. And, uh, you know, everybody can talk, you know, a lot of smack in the bleachers. But, hey, put it to the pavement. Put it to that dirt. And uh, and get out there and have some fun with us. We really appreciate your guys' sponsorships all year long. Of course, it keeps me going, and uh, it certainly gives me something to talk about, uh, which, as you can tell, it doesn't take much. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been fun, so get out there. Like I said, I love to see more of the em- emissions equipped because it's fun to talk about a little bit different. And then if you're not, hey, throw some smoke and let's have some fun with it too I so it. yeah
0: all right guys well this has been paul wilson and matt hart thank you so much for listening thanks for joining us today guys uh, this has been paul wilson and chris Hempke make sure to like and subscribe and we'll talk to you again soon
1: the older ones you know are now the 60s 70s and 80s models tractors are antique which is kind of scary because you know we're right there right so
0: yeah, i don't like calling things that were made in the 80s antique I no I'm, it's i'm gonna pass on that <laughs>